everybody. Welcome to the Women Going Big podcast. It's Krista. I'm your host today. Um, I'm super excited about our guest today. Um, I met Danielle, oh my gosh, maybe about a year and a half ago now, almost two years, I think. Um, and she is with Thriving with Eastern Medicine and Acupuncture. Um, and she's a pretty cool chick. Like I'm, I'm pretty dang stoked to have her on the podcast today. Not only does she run a great business, but she's all about, um, you know, healing your gut, keeping your mind where it should be, um, and everything else. So, um, Danielle, welcome to the podcast. Go ahead and, um, give our listeners a little bit about you, how you ended up where you are, um, and give, give it to us in about five to 10 sentences if you can. Oh my goodness. Challenge accepted. Hello. Thanks for having me on board. Um, hi, everyone. I am Danielle Dikshinsky. I'm a licensed acupuncturist and owner of Thriving with Eastern Medicine Acupuncture. Um, basically, what I do is I help empower women from surviving the effects of physical and emotional pain and help them go into the path of thriving. And that can look different for everyone. It can be actual physical pain, digestive health. It could be emotional balancing, or it can be women's health, anything gynecology, I do the natural version of that. Um, how I came to be where I'm at now, I've been through all that myself. So I have some, I've had a crazy life for as young as I am. And I have complex PTSD that affected hormones, gut health, you know, mental health, and, you know, even fertility. And so I started, you know, training in natural medicine and whatever worked for me is what I was going to use as my career and to help other people. And that's why I found for Chinese medicine and acupuncture, I have found the most effective with quick results that last. Um, and it's helped me become more who I am and feel more freedom in that and not feel restricted. And I'm just excited to share that with other women. It still helps me heal along the journey too. So there's a twofold on that, but I'm just about, you know, creating community and helping people get out of pain and stay out of pain. Awesome. Well, that was way more than 10 sentences, but I'm not going to hold that against you. Um, (laughs) All right. And what an awesome, an awesome story. And you're pretty, I mean, you're pretty active and open about your journey and about what you're doing on Facebook. Um, so if people are interested in following you, how can they find you on Facebook? Um, if you just search, you know, for my company, uh, Thriving with Eastern Medicine and Acupuncture, it has its own Facebook page. Awesome. And, yeah. What I okay. share on my personal page, usually I put on there too. So Cool. And you are very good about that. So I highly recommend you guys go give her a follow um, after you're done listening with this. Um, not only does she kind of bust through the myths of like naturopathic medicine and acupuncture, but like she's, I mean, you just learn so much by watching what she does and um, very cool stuff. So I, and I think I want you to touch a little bit more on this, but I think you're a perfect example of somebody that had a passion and you wanted a better, I don't want to say a better life, but like you, you saw your health in, in a better way, or, you know, you wanted to do your body right by going the right direction and you kind of followed your passions and that led to a business. Um, yes. So can you speak a little bit on that? And if there's anybody out in the audience that has passions and they're wondering, you know, how to turn it into a business, how'd you do that? Ah, 
kind of, you know, you have to listen to your gut. You have to do what feels good to you. So for a long time, I never really felt good. And I grew up in a very toxic environment and I would get snippets of through friends, like what healthy families are and what health is. And I was like, I want more of that. Mm-hmm. And so as I started my journey and I started feeling better bit by bit, you know, learning those tools and making those choices, once you start feeling better, you start learning a lot. When you're going through something, usually you do a lot of research or you try different things mm-hmm. and it's trial and error as you build up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was going to be a career. It went from psychologist to naturopathic doctor to switch to acupuncturist. So mm-hmm. I did some transitions through that mm-hmm. to make it a business. Um, I've always been one to be entrepreneur, like always think out of the box. I kind of suck as an employee because I think above and beyond mm-hmm. <laughs> someone just paying me that. Um, so I always knew, I just, you just know in your gut, what was right for you to kind of right for me to start a business and yeah. the logistics of that. Mm-hmm. Do you want more of that information? Um, you know, it, well, we can get into that here in a bit. Um, but I think the basis of that is following your gut. And I want to I want to kind of, I don't want to say I want to stay away from the logistics, but I really want to keep this high level. Um, and I want to be able to touch. And I mean, the same with you is this podcast as podcast is for women from all walks of life. Um, yes. You know, I I'm super excited because it isn't just for business people. It isn't just for stay at home moms. It's not just for athletes or anything like that. So, um, we'll try and keep the content you know, as broad as we can to touch as many people as we can. Wonderful. Um, so is there, and I know you kind of focus on different things, but, um, and you touched on it a little bit because of your journey and kind of where that's led you, but is there a reason in particular that you, besides that you are a woman, is there a reason why you kind of wanted to focus on women's health? Um, it's a little bit personal and the professional. Personally, I feel safer with women. Mm-hmm. And also, I've just been through hell and back with women's health and have been dis- shortchanged and disappointed of not my voice being heard in the medical mu- community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got tired of that going through doctors and testing and mm-hmm. all that whole thing. And I was like, there's answers here and there's you know, things that we know generationally and we've lost that. And Mm -hmm. I know natural medicine bringing that tradition back. Mm -hmm. Like I just, I think that's why women's, you know, we have this whole, we represent in nature cycle of life. We represent Mm -hmm. in creativity or otherwise. Mm -hmm. And we have our natural cycle. We have our creative cycles. We have empowerment cycles. I feel like it's just time for it to come out up and out instead of it being, you know, sequestered or squashed down. Yeah. So, and I totally just got I just, goosebumps from that. So yeah. I love that. And I think that's my driving force. Like I've been, I was born into being made for other people mm-hmm. and I got tired of that. And once I finally realized I was actually physically free and then becoming emotionally and mentally free with, which has been my journey the last five years. Yeah. Um, that's empowering to me. And then helping other people do that. That's like that community and circular nature that receives back and fuels you as well. Wow. That's crazy. And, and like, I mean, I, I kind of know these things on a high level about you just from networking, but it's cool to kind of dive a little bit deeper into the meaning on these things. Um, yes. and one thing I, I want to touch on that I don't, I want to make sure I don't forget. I, I have a feeling I will, if I don't ask you. So, okay. and I know when I met you, um, one of the fun things that I liked 
kind of picked in your brain about was the myths that people have about acupuncture or even naturopathic medicine. Um, so can you maybe debunk a couple myths for us right here on the show? Easily. So what I do is Chinese medicine. Naturopathic medicine is a different thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's a difference right there. Mm-hmm. No, it's all good. Because there's the first myth is people clump natural medicine as it's either it's medicine or it's the other. Okay. And it's not true. Yeah. So there's naturopathic medicine, which is a primary doctor that does natural therapies, but mm-hmm. can also prescribe. That is not my title. Okay. I do licensed acupuncture in Chinese medicine, which mm-hmm. is myth busts about acupuncture. Um, does it hurt? No. And it shouldn't hurt. If you're going to see someone with the acupuncturist and it hurts you all the time and they say it's fine, they just suck at treating. <laughs> and so you want to be comfortable. Um, you want to be able to sleep safely on the table when you're getting a treatment. Um, another myth. A myth is that you have to believe for it to work. Not true. Um, they just launched a massive study with Medicare and they have found it scientifically valid to treat as one of the top alternatives for lower back pain that they just announced it like two days ago. So there's actually science behind what acupuncture does and you Mm -hmm. don't have, it's not a placebo effect. It Mm -hmm. does work. Well, Um, sorry. And I don't mean to jump in here, but, um, I mean, there's, there's points in your body and I, I do know this much if I'm wrong, totally correct me because I'm definitely not the expert in this industry whatsoever. Um, but like you have points in your body that literally affect other points in your body, you know? So I would imagine that when you, and even tapping, because isn't, isn't tapping a thing? Yep. It's based off the same system. EFT. Exactly. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, when you, when you tap or, you know, when you tap into those spots, you're going to affect another part of your body. So for me, it totally makes sense um, yeah. that there would be scientific evidence behind that. So it's crazy to me. Yeah. There's people out there that don't, but hey, all the power to you, well, man. I'm about integrative medicine. So like I believe in the emotional, spiritual aspect of things. Mm -hmm. And then I also believe the physical and scientific. Mm -hmm. So I'm not all one extreme or the other. I'm pretty balanced in both. Okay. And yeah, like the way, you know, the myth is people think it's just these points, but there's these highways on the body called Mm -hmm. meridians or channels. They start at the fingers or the toes and they run and they just connect, you know, from each other to the organs, to the brain basically it's like a whole internal network that connects everything and it kind of flows in between the skin and right between the skin and the muscle in that space right there so when you hit a point which is an acupressure or acupuncture point you are stimulating that whole channel and that whole area that it runs through so that's why if you do one point somewhere on your hands you know on the large intestine channel then it's good for headaches that's the point that a lot of people go to hmm. So that gives you a general idea of how that works. Yeah. And that's crazy. That's crazy to me. So um, you guys heard it here, um, debunking myths about acupuncture. Um, what would you say is one of the most rewarding things about what you do? The relief that people get after a treatment. Um, after being, I get people that come in here with 20 years of pain. And it can be PTSD trauma pain that mm-hmm. went into physical too. And after a couple sessions and just the relief, like I'll have people cry on the table because they feel so much better mm-hmm. or they're just smiling and they have that shine behind their eyes when someone is like in vibrancy of life. Mm-hmm. When they, when that wakes up in them, that's why I do what I do. 
because it's like helping people reconnect with themselves and feel with themselves without any conditions or um, restraints. And that. that's awesome. That's, and yeah, that's my I, I can, I can kind of relate to that. And I mean, just kind of, um, I think you're my third or fourth interview at this point, but um, this year I'm really big on, you know, just having more conversations with people you know, whether it's on Facebook or in person or over the phone or doing this. And one of the things that I'm, I'm kind of seeing a trend in is that people, people get to be okay living in their current situation, whether it's in pain, whether it's in just a, not a good situation, like mentally, physically, emotionally, like they just learn to be okay with that. Um, and I have my own thoughts around that, but what, what are your thoughts around or what, what do you wish that you could tell people that are living in either a bad mental state or a bad physical health and they're just okay with it? I think it's okay to tell them that if that's where you want to be and that's mm-hmm. where you're okay to be, then it's okay to be in that spot. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to convince someone to come move out of something that mm-hmm. I think they should go. Yeah. Um, because it's their journey, it's their choice. When people mm-hmm. come see me, it is their choice and they're ready mm-hmm. to get better, whatever that looks like for them. Yeah. Um, and I think it's okay, it's human nature and it's normal to be in a complacent and comfortable life, but there mm-hmm. will be no feeling of alive or no growth in that spot either. Mm-hmm. Hmm. That's important. And that's a perspective too that I think, and I'm even guilty of this too, is that, you know, I can get, and the, my thing is like, I can get so fired up about things. Um, and, you know, for me, I almost like, like I see people living in a state of fear, but that's where they're comfortable, you know? Um, so I guess that's a good thing to remember. And I, I often don't think about that aspect of it as well. So, um, well, I, have, I have my stunts as well. Yeah. <laughs> I get stuck in something. Yeah, we all do. Um, so let's see, where is your office located? Office is located um, in East Mesa, off Val Vista University. So I can give the address. It's 3660 East University Drive, Suite 5, Mesa, Arizona, 85205. Perfect. And how long have you, and this is something I don't know, so I'm learning something. I'm learning several new things today. Um, how <laughs> long have you been in the Valley? Oh, God. I think going on <laughs> nine years since July. Okay. I moved here. I moved out here for naturopathic medical school from Connecticut. So we drove cross country in the heat of the summer. Oh, that's brutal. I would not wish that on my worst enemy, especially if you're coming from back East, but you braved it. (laughs) No, it wasn't bad. I was surprised there was mountains in Arizona when I moved here. (laughs) There we go. So the next podcast, you guys, is going to be debunking myths about Arizona. We have mountains. For real. (laughs) And some, you have some green too, and a lot of trees up north. Totally did not know that. Yep, we do have green. And there's even green in the desert when it rains a lot. Yeah, that's uh, true. We're in a good season right now. So we kind of got a little off track there, but I'm okay with that. I kind of, I tend to tell stories in circles. So at some point, we'll get back right. to the main point of where we were. <laughs> um, so what would you, and I, I kind of like, one of the things about this podcast that was one of my goals is that the whole idea of women going big was like, if, if you were known for changing the world for one thing, what would it be? 
and like why is that so important to you if i remember the one big thing i want to create a system to help people reverse the effects of trauma and i think i can do it and i think i'm developing it i just don't know how to put words into it yet so mm-hmm. if i can create a system to help people get out of trauma like out of ptsd or CPTSD, which is complex. Mm-hmm. Um, if I can teach them that, because then I don't know, I think that would free, you know, a billion people in the world. <laughs> and oh, at least a billion I, people. At least a billion, you yeah. know, and it can be trauma is trauma. It doesn't have to be specific in the story or compared. Mm-hmm. That doesn't matter. So if I can create a system to do that and then teach other people to do that, you know, become teachers around the world, and I think that'll make a global impact. Oh, absolutely. Well, and that, um, I just got goosebumps again. So this is, this is probably one of the coolest No questions, Danielle. I got this. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> You're only uh, creating a new, a new global paradigm right? process. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, my first thought is, and, you know, all the veterans out there, you know, that absolutely, you know, often do not know how to handle what that looks like. Um, that would be insane. That would absolutely be crazy. I'm super you know, excited. Oh, go ahead. It's not them that doesn't know how to handle it. It is society doesn't know how to handle them. They don't know how to mm-hmm. handle treating people and being there for them mm-hmm. as a community, um, and I, which is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. So not only – oh, sorry, go ahead, finish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just so excited. <laughs> I know. But it's, it's not – it's also putting the right tools in effect together in a system to give to the veterans, but also creating an environment that supports them and not lets them down. But Mm -hmm. yeah, that expands Pat, you know, there's that circle of veterans and then there's also like, you know, domestic violence. Like there's all these circles of trauma Mm -hmm. that echo with each other. Yeah. Well, and the one thing that I was just going to touch on is that, and we see this not even, not even with trauma, but just, um, how do I put this? I don't want to say emotions in general, but I mean, I think that our society as a whole, there's a big disconnect from not only our own emotions, but like other people's. And there's almost like a stigma around like therapy. Like people don't talk about going to therapy. You know, people don't want to talk about going to therapy because, you know, what are the neighbors going to think? What are, you know, what are my parents going to think? What are my friends going to think? Um, and I think, and not, like I said, not only with trauma patients, but, you know, just getting people to be open and learning how to talk about it in a way that, I don't want to say doesn't offend people, but like, just like making it normal. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. So no, I see I completely hear what you're saying and I see, I can picture what you're talking about Mm -hmm. and I do see it. Um, I have a couple different perspectives on that. And one is we're in a transition of paradigm thinking. There's the old way of thinking of thinking what the neighbors are going to think of me or keeping up with the Joneses mm-hmm. um, kind of thinking, you know, think of other people when it comes to what you need to do for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and also you can't express emotion. Like America was built on hard grit, you know, pull yourself by the bootstraps, keep on going, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, there's a lot of pride in that, but a lot of times when it comes to pride and ego, that will hurt the psyche, that will hurt the spirit of the person when they just need help. And there's, you know, 
mental or emotional imbalances are just as important as physical imbalances. I don't like saying the word disease because mm-hmm. it labels a person, Yeah, but they're just as important. It's just, it's more invisible. People can't see on the outside of mm-hmm. that. Um, I also see another generation, which is more our generation and maybe a little bit younger is that people are talking about it. Like mm-hmm. we're just fed up with it and it's not working anymore. So it's time for something new. Mm-hmm. So seeing conversations, social media is huge on that. Social mm-hmm. media is a twofold. It opens mm-hmm. up communication and bringing awareness, but then also has a disconnection from in-person conversation too. Yeah. And that was one of the things, um, you know, not just with this podcast, but I actually had this kind of crazy idea this morning. Actually, I just realized that I have like 914 friends on Facebook, which is a huge number for me. I've never had that many friends and that was in finger quotations. Um, yes. But like, I also realized that I a, haven't met a lot of those people or I haven't talked to them in years. Um, so I might make it my goal this year to send every single one of those people a message. So if you're listening right now and you're friends with me on Facebook and you get a random message, just know it is me. I'm not being hacked. It's just my name. It's not spam. I promise. (laughs) No, but there is like a huge disconnect. And like you said, social media is a two way street. And I think it's, I think it can be really beneficial. Um, if you use it in the right way and you're friends with the right people and you use it as a, as your tribe spot, I guess, you know, to really be with people you want to be around because if you're not, I think it can do the exact opposite and can do more damage than good. It's also like it reflects, you know, what you do in social media is, are you also doing that in your friendships or relationships in person too? Like Mm -hmm. you can look at who are your friends and connect with them. And if they don't connect, then do you just like take them out of your life and have the ones that uplift you, empower you, and you see the streams of their information because you're filtering that subconsciously all the time, Mm -hmm. especially if you scroll, right? Yeah. You're filtering that in automatically. So you are deciding to let that in, even if you think you're not deciding that. So Well, and not not only what you're taking in, but I was going to just comment on the fact of what you're putting out. Um, yes. and so many people filter what they put out. Um, and that's something too, that I feel very strongly about because I, a, I don't want, and this is going to sound funny, but like, a, I don't want to filter myself. Like I do, but not from my life. Like I don't want to put rose colored glasses on my life for other people. Um, no. And I feel so strongly about that with other people is that like social media should be a place for you to be yourself a hundred percent and not be judged for that. Um, and good or bad, you know, I don't think people should be just putting up the good things. You should put up the bad things too, because we're all human. So do you have any comments on that? Cause I, I like, I I love your perspective on things. (laughs) I'm totally, I'm totally with you on that. I think last year I was like, F it. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah. I was just like, I'm not just going to put when I feel good and mm-hmm. when I have energy or something. Cause there's some days I I'm human. I have my tough days or I get triggered mm-hmm. and I got to deal with, you know, that's stuff with you manage with, but I post pretty bluntly, especially when I'm in those darker places mm-hmm. to show other people that like, Hey, if you're having a crappy day or this is where you're at, that is normal. And that's okay. Yeah. Like you don't have to put a front, you don't have to push yourself to the point of exhaustion just to keep up or to keep up a certain level, like mm-hmm. things go up and down and it's okay. Yeah. 
Well, you know, and, and, and I think that that can be, you know, that can be used health related. It can be used like in your mental state, um, physically. And I think a lot of times people get stuck into this all or nothing, you know, I either have to do it all the way perfect or not do it at all. Um, and I'm like kind of on this, I don't want to say health kick because it, that, like I'm trying to stay aware from the word diet. I'm trying to stay aware away from, you know, the health kick and just, just feed my body good food, you know, and if yeah. I can get going on that, you know, obviously I'm going to slip up, but it doesn't mean that I have to slip up now all the time, you know, just cause I'm having a bad day doesn't mean I'm having a bad life, you know, kind of thing. Yep. It's not, that's when we identify our actions with who we are. Mm-hmm. when we do things like that. So it's like you're, do, you're adapting a new lifestyle and it's a new habit that you're replacing. So it takes time to do that. And it's never perfect. Like you said, it's the language we use when we do those changes is huge. Mm-hmm. So like, it's not like a slipping up. It's I give myself 80% of the stuff that nourished me and I get 20% or 30% of, heck, I'm going to have that gelato, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or the pizza. Like, it's okay. Yeah. And I think too, and you know, this is kind of full circle with the social media and I mean, just the kind of life that people either think they should be leading, you know, versus the kind of life that, I mean, like it's just, it's your life, you know, and whatever you're comfortable with is what you should do. Um, but yeah, I totally get that. So that's kind of what I'm working on this year, but, um, good job. That's a big tax and then you can do it. Thank you. I appreciate that. So far, so good. I meal prepped yesterday, so we'll see how long that lasts. But <laughs> it's a habit. Give it practice. I know. Time. I know. You're right. It's a mm-hmm. habit. Um, I mean, okay. Let's see. What else do we have here? Um, can you? We're we're gonna kind of wrap up here in a few, but um, sure. What? I, I I'm kind of itching to know. I would love to know like one fun fact, and we kind of did the myths earlier, but can you kind of give me one fun fact or, um, you know, something really cool about what you do, or, you know, maybe it's, uh, I'm not sure what that would look like for acupuncture and Eastern medicine, but um, I don't know, just hit me with what you got. What is something super cool? I know you make your own teas, right? That's pretty dang I do. I'm really creative. I make my own teas. Um, I make my own bath bombs and salves and I sell them at the clinic or I give them or gift them to family and friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually paint. I'm actually an artist. So oh, a lot of the that. paintings that are in my house, mm-hmm. I paint. Okay. And my son, yeah, he likes to paint with me. So I'm like, all right, let me get the general canvas done and then you can do these areas. <laughs> he does pretty good too. Oh, you know what? I think I did see you had a really cool tree painting that he helped you with not too long ago. That's yep. very cool. Yeah. And yeah, I think was, that's it neat. Was nice yeah. Um, I think that's neat. And I was going to comment on this earlier when you said that you were really balanced, you know, between like the logical scientific side of it and then kind of the creative, like emotional side of it. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds like, like as a whole, like you're a very, you have a very, very balanced personality. Um, I try. But <laughs> Well, no, but just in, like even the things that you say in the way that you describe your business and how you feel about certain things, because a lot of times people are either very, very creative and have a hard time running a business and sticking to kind of the logistics and the day to day and, 
you know, that kind of thing, or they're very by the book, very organized, and they have a hard time being creative. Um, and I'm kind of that, I'm like right in the middle too. I do both very, very well. And it's not very often that I find people that can do both as well. Hey, hey, right over here. <laughs> I know, no, I, I like, like it. Being, I like being ground, like for me, that's like grounded. So mm -hmm. you can do both because you need to be able to use both parts of your brain and also be realistic on both aspects of when you run a business. Mm -hmm. Now, for you, does that take kind of, I don't want to say, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like discipline? Like, do you have to discipline yourself to make sure that you are doing both of those things equally and kind of growing both sides of yourself that way? So I kind of worked with a system I developed last year when I started learning about when you have your period, like you learn how to harmonize your life around your cycle. So mm -hmm. you optimize, optimize everything. Mm -hmm. So I started doing that. And what that means is I go in ebbs and flows mm -hmm. because there's one week I don't want to do admin and I'm behind on my chart notes or yeah. I haven't been in marketing for or networking in a few weeks because I'm lower in energy. Mm -hmm. So I kind of synchronize around my cycle, you know, so like when I have the first week when things start off that month, I actually am the most creative in producing like my articles, my marketing, social media, like everything that I create and type up, or if I'm whipping something up like a tea or something like that, I have the most energy for that. Hmm. Um, the first couple of weeks, then I'm like, I'm vivacious. I can hike. I can do like my self-care a little bit more on point. Mm -hmm. Um, there are things I had to discipline myself to keep a habit. And I did that a few years back knowing I was going to have a business like, mm -hmm. you know, saving 30% on the side after the end of the month for taxes. So you don't have to worry about it, like the logistics stuff so that yeah. I have a good foundation. Okay. Um, so yeah, I, but like the day to day kind of thing, it ebbs mm -hmm. and flows, but like each week has a theme and it shifts. So it's not like everything is balanced. It's just what's in the forefront of your focus. Yeah. That time. I like that. And, you know, one thing, and I just want to comment on this real quick before we wrap up, but um, how can you, how can you give one tip to people? And I know I struggle with this. And just recently, like, I've really had to kind of be in tune with, like, not only what I'm thinking and feeling, but like what my body's telling me. Um, so can you give our listeners like one tip on how to listen and maybe try to understand like what's going on in their body? I would say have, you know, three times in the day where you stop whatever you're doing and you put your hand on your chest, hand on your, you know, stomach, which is where your ribs meet, which is your mm -hmm. solar plexus and take a few deep breaths. And then after you take a few deep breaths, then check in what physical sensations you feel in your body and you I sometimes like the acronym HALT, hungry, angry, lonely, and tired. Like, mm -hmm. you know, if you're feeling off, are you hungry? Are you feeling, you know, is there a certain emotion that's lasting a little longer? Do you feel it physically or do you feel it emotionally? Mm -hmm. Are you feeling lonely and need a break from something? Or are you tired and how's your sleep? Like those are, HALT is a good acronym I learned from a, um, one of my relatives. Wow. And that helps to keep yourself, you know, meeting your basic needs mm -hmm. before you, your brain starts filling in the meaning of something's off and then it goes all or nothing thinking. Mm -hmm. And so, I totally get that because I've been there, done that. And that's not fun at that yep. point. No. Awesome. Completely. 
Well, Danielle, um, first of all, thank you so, so much for being on this podcast with me today. Um, that probably was one of the most fun conversations that I've had to date. Um, you guys, if you've made it all the way through, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Um, Danielle, you mentioned earlier that you were on Facebook. Is there any other way that you'd like these guys to be able to reach out to you? Sure. They can always, if they're interested as a consultation, um, phone number is 203-687-0069. No, I haven't changed the Arizona number yet. Um, they can go on my website, which is temacupuncture.com to check it out. If they want to learn some more health bits, information for women's health, digestive health, find me on Facebook. I have Instagram too. Awesome. Um, yeah, those are the contacts. Cool. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Um, and, uh, we're going to go ahead and get wrapped up here. So, um, I think that's it. We'll go ahead and thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. All right, guys. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. Well, listeners, we will catch you guys next week. Um, make sure if you guys would like to schedule an interview or you have somebody that you think would be great on this podcast, go ahead and reach out to me. Um, you can find my contact info in the dashboard and you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you. See ya.